listening to The Burn. Gaming stuff, blazing fast. Welcome to a new episode of The Burn, a podcast about gaming done blazing fast. I'm Aviv Manoach. And I am Omer Kaplan. Hello. Hello, Omer. How have you been? You know, I've been doing, well, okay, but not because of you. Because after you told me about Crusader Kings in the last episode, I feel like that's all I've been doing. And now we're here. That, that's good. That, that, that's how this podcast works. No, we, we either talk about something we both played and then we both played it. Or we talk about some something one of us played and then we get the other one to play it. And that, that's how it works. Yes, it so, was a, it was yeah. a running joke at the time that I, I get you to buy games, but since I've been playing games that are in Game Pass, it's not even buying them. Yeah, no, I no, but that's like that's taking it to another level. So last time we talked, I didn't want to play Crusader Kings, and then you talked about it, and I watched you play a little bit, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, maybe I'll you know I'll try it, I'll give it another shot, and you know get through the learning curve, and what is it like three weeks later yes here we are and yep i i literally didn't do like didn't almost didn't play anything but okay so so uh let's do the opening then uh, tell us like uh, a a bit about your campaigns and then we'll we'll move on to to other games um so this is the burn in each episode of the show we discuss games we like all didn't like but usually like I, i i think that over the last 38 episodes there were like maybe two games that we actually didn't like. Um, we don't tend to keep playing stuff we don't like. Uh, but anyway, and then we'll talk about news. Um, and that's it. Uh, you can listen to The Burn on um, TheBurn.Live. That's our website with all the episodes. And uh, you can also catch me live, twitch.tv slash me, where I record the other podcast in Hebrew, if you're a Hebrew speaker, and sometimes I play games and make them. So, Omer, um, yes. tell us a bit about your, your crusading campaigns. Okay, so let me, let me tell you what like, shifted my perspective of the game and how I got into it. So I think my issue, so coming from like Stellaris, where you don't have like any, you know, like it's not about succession. It's like it's more about like the management aspect. Still, as we talked last what, time, Stellaris is the most structured of the of the Paradox game. There is yes. the actual uh, early game, mid game, end game. There is a victory condition, etc. So my exactly. So my issue was that I got too attached to my like ruler, like character. And then, you know, I was like, okay, well, I got to make all this happen during, like, this one lifetime, and, like, here's my campaign. But as soon as I realized that, like, a campaign is played across generations and across, like, multiple dynasties and, like, families, and I had to plan for, I had to plan things I wanted to do for a couple of, like, rulers ahead. As soon as I got into that mindset, I was like, oh, my God, I, I that's, okay, so I, I think I get how this game, like, what's the flow of the game? So what I did, uh, so that was a pretty cool realization. I did, so I took the, uh, so there's, in the whole, like, I think I started in 866, or like, almost like the earliest you can get. Uh, and then there's, like, in the whole big Christian world, there's one 
Jewish tribe in Ethiopia. I think we talked about it uh, on like the last episode. Yes. So, so there's like one tribe, and one of the goals for that tribe is to restore the Jewish faith in Jerusalem. The problem is so, between that. Tribe so, and so you and you, you play the same campaign as me, only I started uh, a custom roller in Israel, and you uh, did the harder start. Of taking the the existing Jewish rollers in axiom yes uh, so yeah so and it, so the, so my goal is to slowly but surely and reach out, reach to the Jerusalem and restore the, the Jewish faith and everything then all the cool stuff the thing is being the only Jewish like tribe in a in a very big like I guess Christian uh, Christian environment is that nobody wants to marry you nobody likes you nobody would like have alliances with you so you kind of have to play like to play it smart and try to like protect your and everybody wants to conquer you because like you know you like can you're a very good target for holy wars so you kind of have to like play it smart so what i figured out and what i ended up doing is very similar to what the modern state of israel does is that i was like relatively small but with very strong like military and i was like nobody touch me i'm gonna conquer you so, and I'm slowly but surely building, like, conquering my way up to Jerusalem. I'm fairly close. Yeah, playing and... tall is very strong in this game. Yes. Uh, um, did, did, you, did you find the, the trick with, if someone likes you, you can make them convert? Yes, but, the, I mean, the thing is, all the, all the people that I want to convert, they're, like, too powerful... So like they were like they wouldn't do it. Um, yeah, but you start with like okay, you you marry some some uh, not a low burn person that's not Jewish. You make them convert. All your children are convert. Then you get all uh, different people in your council that are not Jewish, and then you sway them, and then you make them convert. And slowly over time, you you sprinkle Judaism around your kingdom. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's that. That's I'm sorry, I didn't do that. That's a cool trick. I'm gonna try that like my next session. What I'm doing is, so first of all, one of the best decisions I've made very early in the game was next to me. There's like two, very two big kingdoms, so I I said, okay, well, I need one of them to be my liege. Otherwise, I can't be like independent for too long. Otherwise, people will just like yeah, it's hard being independent. Although, don't don't make my mistake of getting arrested by your liege. Oh no! So my so I make sure my Liz like likes me likes all the you, time. yeah. <laughs> so, but I wait. So one time, so I'm I'm at a point now where I'm like almost bi- so I'm in inside the the kingdom. There's like a couple of duchies. I'm one of the biggest ones and definitely one of the stronger ones. So there was one time I was waiting for like that Liz to go into like holy war with someone. So they almost didn't have any, have any army. I was like, this is my perfect timing to like just take over more stuff. So. I'm just like slowly eating my nice. way through that kingdom, and then I'm just gonna reach Jerusalem and like make good stuff happen. Okay, nice, very nice. We'll uh, we'll catch up to you next time, and we'll see yeah. what's what's going on. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty it's pretty cool that it's played over generations. So exactly. that's, um, I'm I'm totally into it. Exactly. The actual winning condition is to achieve your goals by the end date of the game. That's the running. Cl- that's the ticking clock. Yes. 
Um, so, so before yeah. we go on to the game of the show, uh, I will have a mini mini game uh, to talk about unpacking. Uh, it's, it's just a mini in terms of we're not talking, uh, going to talk about it a lot, but it's also like a three-hour game. If you haven't heard of, of unpacking yet, it's a very, very cute, nice, chill uh, game with, with nice pixel art graphics where you... Uh, get um, we you go through the life of of someone. Um, you you get to pick a name at the beginning, but but obviously it's not you. It's it's a, it's a very specific person because you get all all of their like uh, all of their stuff and like clothes and and their devices and and all all of the all of the things that that uh, um, uh, build their life around. So it's a very specific person. And you go with them through different periods of, of their life, and uh, when they move to a new place. So the first thing, is, the first uh, place is their childhood home, and then they go uh, like to college, and they have a dorm room, and then they move in with roommates, and they move in with like a significant other, and they probably break up because they got back home, and then uh, to a place on their own, etc., etc. Um, the game. It's it's a game that tells you a story with zero text, except for like a caption when you finish a level. Um, so they don't tell you anything. There is no like actual people on screen. It's just you and a room and boxes, and you put everything in its place, and you learn things from from um, those the, the stuff, the the items, like. This is uh, like a, a, an artist, a graphic designer, because in all of her um, uh, life periods, she has um, like um, um, art supplies. And then at some point uh, she gets a computer and she has like a, a, a graphics tablet and she has a portfolio that she carries around and stuff like that. And she's a she because she has women's clothes and, and bras and stuff. Uh, although I don't know uh, how she identifies, but that's the clothes she, she gets. Um, and yeah, it's, it's heartwarming and it's, it's very cool and, uh, it's on Game Pass, so you can play that at any point. It's about three hours, as I say. I started this morning and, uh, am finished it by noon and I like it a lot. Very, very nice experience. So that's that. Uh, and now let's move on to the game of the show, Last Epoch. Yes. All right, so yeah, first of all, yeah, so I, we talked a little bit about it in the pre-show. I, I played the demo for unpacking, super cute, relaxing. I didn't know there was a story, it's even better now. Um, I think it's on sale even if you happen to catch the, the show today, it's like on 15 bucks, pretty, pretty worth it. Um, all right, so let's talk about last APOC. So I have, I'm, I'm always on a hunt for a good like Diablo, I, I I don't like the that we even call it Diablo clone, but I think that's what it is. Because like Diablo... we don't, we don't, we call it an ARPG. We don't call okay. it Diablo clone. Yeah, but I so yeah, but uh, specifically, I'm looking for Diablo clones. So yeah, it's, it's ARPG, but like something that would take like the Diablo two atmosphere without being like Diablo two or the remake, and just like be a little bit dark, have like good skills, like get, you know all the loot drops, all that good stuff, and bring it into a game. So yeah, so I'm looking for an RPG, but specifically I'm looking for a Diablo clone. So okay. I tried a whole bunch of stuff. You know, you got your Path of Exiles of the World, you have your, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, you have your 
um, forgot the name of the uh, torchlight of the world. Um, and nothing came really close. But then, so at some point I was like, and that game was always kind of like on the fringes of my consciousness. I was like, okay, well, you know, that seems like a nice game. Um, but some time ago I was like, okay, I need that like, you know, ARPG action, like drop some, like, you know, get some loot, fight skeletons, like all that stuff. So I got my Saypok. It's, it's still in, I think, early access or beta. Yeah, it is. Um, which it's kind of weird because I think it's been like that for forever. So you, I, I go uh, in the game. It's, in... it's first released in um, April of 2019, so two years. That's three years. Okay. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. 20, 2019 sounds like last year, but it's not <laughs> for some reason. So the cool thing, so the cool thing about this game, first of all, it looks you know looks very super modern. It like it transitions super well to like our point in time, uh, which is I think better looking than Torchlight or you know obviously Diablo. The cool thing about this game is that they took like tidbits from all the other uh, action RPGs, kept the the game like true to its form, so it's you know very actiony, explosive. All the skills looks amazing. All the you know, everything you do is, like, truly up to the genre. They, the cool thing they did is that they chose, like, very nice and innovative set of classes. Um, so you got your base classes. I think there's, like, four of them. Five. You got your, you know, your warriors, your rogues, your mage. Um, and there is a sentinel, mage, primalist, acolyte, yes. and rogue. And the cool thing about those is that, yeah, you get your basic set of skills, and at some point during the game, you unlock a mastery. So it's pretty much, it's very, it reminds me of, like, Grim Dawn, where, mm -hmm. also play that game, you know, where you can, like, get a class and then, like, specialize. So if this game this game doesn't have subclasses, as far as I know. There's, like, a base class and then a, a mastery. But the masteries are super interesting. So... For example, I started playing as a mage, but then what I really wanted to play as is like a, a spell sword. So you're just like you're a mage, like you're a mage, but you're melee, but your attacks are like elemental damage, and you like siphon mana so you can like do powerful attacks. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. You're, the only thing the I need to know is that there is a druid, and then that's it. Yes, <laughs> there is a druid. So the primalist can be a druid. And the druid have bear form and you know entangling roots and all the cool stuff. Yes, they totally have that. So, so yeah, so this is this is literally Diablo-like. We want the druid yeah. bag. Yes, I know. That was yeah. So that that was my main like thing I was thinking about. Like, do I go like as a spell sword? Do I go the druid? So I'm gonna try that. There is a rogue subclass called the falconer. Yeah, which I think is like super awesome. I don't know what it is and how it works, but. I don't know. Just being a falconer sounds awesome. Is it falconer? Falconer? It, it's yeah. it's written as falconer. I don't know. Like, like I, I heard I this know. word in in very many many different variations. Yeah, falconer sounds um, best. So interestingly, like there is also a lich, which I kind of want to try. <laughs> it's yeah. So those yeah, and that, that's like exactly how it sounds. So, there's a lot of cool mechanics in there, and I didn't explore them all per um, class. Like the, 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 the only question is, do all of those have real, like, actually unique gameplay and not just... Um, so I can, 
I mean, I can tell you between the mage and the spell sword, it's, I mean, you, it's very different because, like, mage, you know, it's like, it's range, and, like, big fireballs, big spells, like, throw ice at people. The the spell sword, I think they call it, like, mage blade, magic blader, whatever. I need, a, I need to find the exact name. It's a spell sword. Um, spell blade. Spell blade, yes. It's, uh, it's... You know, it's more like attack. I mean, the way I build it, it's like more attack speed base. It's uh, it's you have to like, keep, like have to siphon enough mana to keep your magical attacks going. So like, and you have to protect yourself, which like as a mage, you don't have to do as much because you can teleport around, like evade. Um, so I think the between those two, and I started as a as a mage mage, and then evolved <laughs> into the like spell blade. Spell blade. Um, yeah. So it, I mean, it does. A, I mean, it's a totally unique gameplay. The all the, I mean, all the monsters and all the the levels are pretty like up to par. So it's, it's not like as dark. I mean, it's dark-ish. Like the monsters are horrifying. So that's kind of nice. Um, it feels like less, a little bit less dark than um, Path of Exile, but still like dark enough. So it's like on par with like the Diablo-esque thing. Um, the aesthetics actually remind me more of Baldur's Gate than the oh, other. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can. I can totally see that. The, um, I mean, the story itself is. I want to say like secondary. So I, I'm not even gonna spoil. It. I'm just not gonna tell you the story because like you may be interested in the story, but. It's it's like some time travel, some saving the world by finding shards, like the last epoch, the kind of like a magical thing. So, but I mean, at the end of the day, all you want to do is like go, like you know, kill a bunch of monsters, get loot, progress. Mm-hmm. Um, the so, the skill the skill yeah. I, I will just say uh, to to put some context to it. Despite the fact that it's three years old, it's still very much in develop uh, development. It has over 10,000 reviews on Steam with very positive uh, mark. So that's a good indicator. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, if you're looking for like an RPG that's like single player and it's, you know, it's, it's, super, it's super, super solid. And it's, it's like every time I play it, it's fun. It's, you know, it's nice and intuitive. You get all the, all the jobs, all the loot. Like, oh, that gameplay loop is like fully figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny, the funny thing is, which is I kind of like, and I hope it didn't change, but it probably will, is that there's supposed to be multiplayer in this game, but right now it's like all single player. It's in development. But the multiplayer is like, yeah, it's yeah. a work in progress. Yeah. But so right now in the game, you're playing single player like all the way through, but you have like you know chat, like the multiplayer chat. So you have your trade channel, you have your general channel. Like there's people in there, but there's like no other way of like interacting with them. But it's kind of nice because. I was I had questions about a build, so instead of like looking that up online, I just opened the chat, asked some people, keep going. So that was nice. Yeah, it's, um, it seems it's going to be a very big thing. Um, the multiplayer is in development. It seems uh, they are working on on like a legal season system, like Path of Exile and Diablo. Yeah. So that looks awesome. Yeah. No, no, it, it's it's good. It's good, but I'm literally I'm I'm just playing it for the single player, and that's kind of one of my the things that I didn't like about Path of Exile is that I want to play the game like solo, but then it's like I go in, into town and there's like so many people around me all the time and the chat, and I know you can turn that stuff off, 
but the people are still there. So that this is how I got my... In, in Passive Exile, I usually turn on um, um, single self-found or whatever it's called, solo self-found. Uh, and that mode is, it started as like a, a, a personal challenging um, t- for people to like no trade uh, and stuff like that. And then they turn it in an, into an actual game mode. So you can play in mm-hmm. Pathfinder in a game world where you, you, you declare from the beginning, I'm not going to trade, I'm not going to do anything multiplayer. And then you just play the game the, the, that way. Uh, my, the problem with Path of Exile is, is, is that if you don't pick a viable endgame uh, build from the beginning of the league, you will get to a point where you're stumped and you have nothing to do about it because the skill system is a mess. Yes. Yes. It's, I mean, it's pretty big. So here... So it's huge and, like... and you can't respec uh, effectively. Oh, okay. So here in last epoch first of all you can respect very easily you have so that's like kind of interesting i haven't seen that in other places so you have your own passive skill system which is very similar to what they have in um in grim dawn so you can either mm-hmm. increase your base stats or get some new abilities like as you as you improve and you have a specific skill tree for your abilities so let's say so you each have your... ability has its own Mini skill tree. Yes, yeah, and you can you can choose which one you want to invest. So, for example, you know, you reach level I don't know, level ten. It'll say, okay, well, you know, pick your favorite skill, and then you can go into the skill tree and like improve that. So, you know, I really liked I don't know chain lightning, for example. So, chain lightning, you can say, okay, well, I want it to change more. I want it to chain less but more damage. I want the the lightning to become ice. They actually think that like it's in the game. I want the lightning to become ice and then maybe freeze people. So you can really... Good, good. I like that. It's, it's very akin to uh, Diablo 3's rune thing, which, which was, was also very, very good. Exactly. Yeah, you know what? That's a, yeah, that's a very good equivalent. Um, the best thing it, about Diablo 3 was the total freedom in changing all, everything about your character anytime you want. Mm-hmm. And and try new things and, and stuff like that and, and more more games should do that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like kind of like I think so that's kind of level of freedom exists here. I didn't play much because I'm I'm kind of like got to a build I like and I'm just like playing that mm-hmm. and it's super fun. Um yeah. but yeah, it's uh I don't know, I have literally have no like you know, it's just like if you're looking for your ARPG fix, that's that's really that's good. Um the the game rarely go, goes on discount, so it's kind yeah, of like it's, it's kind of expensive. That's the only like downside of it. Yeah, it and, costs. I mean, uh, it, it, uh, well, uh, you know, expected is uh, is uh, is in perspective. The regular pi- price is thirty five bucks. Yes, and think, it's not and it. it's not on any any store besides Steam. Yes, yeah, I I think I got it. I think I got it for for full price. Oh. Um, but yeah, but I mean, if you're looking for something, you know, to put you like to hold you between now and maybe, I mean, I, I don't know. Like the more I read about Diablo Four, the more I hope it doesn't get inspired by Lost Ark. So uh, we, we... I, if you're looking for a good ARPG experience, I think that's like as good as you can get. Right now. <laughs> we are currently um, still in the in the Blizzard boycott, so it doesn't matter what happened to to Diablo Four. Yes. 
Oh, and there's, oh, by the way, there's like in Last Epoch, you have boss battles, and the bosses are more frequent than, you know, your Diablo 3 end of chapter or end mm -hmm. of act bosses. Mm -hmm. um, but, they, you know, they're big, they're impressive. They're, like, sometimes they relate to the story, but I'm not, I gotta say, I, I'm not super interested in the story, or <laughs> at least it didn't grab me. Okay. Maybe the way it should nice. have. Um, Great find, Omer. I may pick it up. Uh, some, um, some. I, yeah, it's um, I I think I think it's worth it. Um, it looks good. It plays good. It's interesting. I'm slightly tempted to restart the game as a druid, but I'm also one to <laughs> progress into my spellblade now. So we'll see. Nice. Okay, let's talk uh, a bit new of news. Uh, two yes. quick ones, and then I go to the big one. Uh, first of all. Uh, there are uh, initial, I won't say rumors, but I don't know, whispering about uh, Last of Us uh, original remake uh, targeting holiday release window. So that's probably November. Um, and I'm kind of glad that I didn't play the game so far because I could play the, I, the I, PlayStation I, 5 I remake. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was I was about just about to say that I'm I'm sorry, but I didn't play. I know it's like it's a really good one, but I didn't play. No, it's all. one of the things. When I bought my PS4 originally, I bought a bunch of games that were like the big things to play. Uh, I know, and, and and I didn't play all of them immediately. So, for example, God of War, I only played this year. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, the same stuff like that. So, uh, Last of Us still waiting for me, and now I will have the chance to play it on the PS5. Um, it's interesting, by the way, uh, Last of Us, that will be the second remake. It was remade for the PS4, and now it will be remade for the PS5. So that's a thing. Um, nice. And the next thing is that next month, PlayStation are launching the new PS Plus services, um, which will be, it's not a direct competition to Game Pass. Uh, they are doing it a bit differently. They're called different strategy, but more in line with a service like Game Pass. So the new PS4, PS Plus will have tiers. The basic tier is the same as, uh, as right now. I think they are uh, lowering the price. You get like two to three free games a month, uh, uh, access to a small library, stuff like that. Um, sales. The mid-tier, which will be the big thing, will get you a library of games to play. Uh, Sony said there won't be like big day one releases like Xbox does. So that's the mm. big difference between them. Okay. Uh, but for me, I think like I already have a PlayStation. Uh, so for me, it's an advantage. I will get a library of games to to play that I may not own. Uh, while Game Pass, it's actually like a system seller thing. Like I will tell people that don't have any consoles, get like an, a Series X or Series S even, uh, pay the five bucks for Game Pass and you will have like hundreds of games to play from the, the get-go. Um I don't think that the PS Plus thing will be a system seller for, for PlayStation, especially where there is a, a still a shortage of the console. Um, so that's that's the thing. And the, the last, the, the biggest tier uh, is combining PS Now as well. So streaming service, they're also going to bring classic titles to it. 
and they are remaking them. That's the big uh, that's the big news uh, from this week. They are remaking classic titles from like 20 years ago. Uh, they are bringing them like in into model engine, model accessibility features. They even have a dynamic save feature where you can just stop the game at any point, save it, and come back later, oh, regardless nice. of the save feature of the game itself. That's great. I want oh, them to put it in everything. Uh, yeah, especially on older games where... Yes, yeah, yes. Especially on all those games where save points were a mess. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's a big thing. I probably won't pay for the for the uh, top tier. Uh, I will pay for the mid tier uh, to get the library and stuff. But, yeah, uh, PlayStation is going to get better for PlayStation owners. So that's good. Um, and the last thing, which is the thing I want to talk about. Um, if you haven't heard, like two weeks ago, Square Enix sold almost all of its game IP to a company called The Embracer Group. That includes mm-hmm. IPs like Tomb Raider and Deus Ex, and I don't remember what else. Uh, so basically, Square Enix are, are sort of focusing on, on its like core Japanese uh, IPs like Final Fantasy. They are just registered a bunch of uh, uh, trademarks on, on future uh, Final Fantasy titles, stuff like that. And they are offloading the more Western titles like Tomb Raider and, and, and their sex. Um, Embracer also bought just wholesale Crystal Dynamics, which is the developer of the latest um, Tomb Raider games, and they are now saying they have they see great potential in this acquisition. They are planning like remakes of old games and and do new games and stuff. Um, so I like it. I like it a lot. Of uh, in in the state that we are in in the video game publishing world, a lot of big companies sit on their IPs even if they don't plan on doing anything with them. And I like the fact that Square Enix took like a, a strategic decision we are not going to do anything with those IPs let's sell them off to someone that will actually do something with them i applaud you and the, yeah that that's super great and for a strategy perspective and also in the article it says that they're working on the next iteration on the tomb raider ip in like yeah. the unreal engine 5 yeah so yeah that 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 was announced uh, a while like, even before the acquisition uh, the mm. the the Unreal Engine Five news was announced even before the release of the of the release version of Unreal Engine Five. Like it was in the early access uh, version. So Tomb Raider is one thing. Um, I think a new Gear game is supposed to to be um, in the new engine, which which is uh, which makes sense since <laughs> the Gear series is originally like an Unreal thing. Um, so yeah, looking forward to those. Yeah, that, that sounds great. Excellent. So, uh, that is all we have on the show today. That was a very classic episode. We talked about games. We talked about some news. Great job. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you, Omer, for being with me as always. 
Yeah, no, thank you for giving me the tip on the Crusader uh, <laughs> Kings. I'm going to implement it. On converting it right people away. to Judaism. Yes, great yeah. tips all around. <laughs> Jerusalem will be ours. Maybe. Um, we'll you can find us online on Twitter. I'm at Isel. Omer is at Omer Kaplan. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, comment, and leave your reviews on your preferred listen app. You can find all of those links at the Burn.Live website. Uh, and our t- opening team was created by Andorco with vocals by Fishy Twitch, both on Twitter as well. Um, that's it for today. Thank you, and uh, we'll be with you next time. Goodbye. Yeah.